What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Today is Friday. This is good. It is July yeah, 14th, 2023. My name's Jeremy. This is my first cup. I feel like it's been so long since I've done this. It's been a week. <clears throat> but it has been a little while since I've been on this couch for this show. I'm so glad that you're joining me. Whether you're watching live later we're listening. Hold on, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> hmm. Well, that doesn't sound good. <coughs> hmm. A little bit more rattly than I would like. Uh, it has been a difficult week, so maybe my body's finally saying, "Hey, Jeremy, I need more rest. You got to stop doing this to me with this much stress." Uh, who's here? Good morning to Brian, Jenny, Dennis, Mel, all the rest of you out there. Appreciate you coming by. Um, so I kind of have to talk about it as much as I don't want to talk about it, but I got to talk about it. So for those of you who don't know, uh, central Vermont actually, and Southern Vermont, much of Vermont experienced one of the worst flooding events ever documented. I am safe. My home is safe. I was fortunate that when I bought my home, it was shortly after hurricane Irene. Uh, the last really big storm that we had 12 years ago. And so I thought about it. Okay, this house is not in a floodplain. It's not even in a 100-year floodplain. Great. And that proved out. Uh, granted, roads washed out near me, which could happen anywhere. And I saw chunks of hillsides just fall out. That could happen anywhere. But the actual house completely fine. What was not fine is the fact that the storms took out every way to get out of here. So from Sunday night, because remember, I came back Sunday. I was traveling until Sunday. I got back very early Sunday morning. So starting Sunday night, Monday, I don't even remember. I don't remember, remember the beginning of the week now. The storm came through and completely cut us off. The brook was up. It was over the road, uh, over the, that road, over that road, washed out that bridge, washed out that way out. It was bad. And it wasn't until Wednesday that I was able to leave. Wednesday evening. Yeah. I could have gotten out earlier on Wednesday. I just, I didn't, I did work from here. So, um, Jenny says, thinking of you always. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it was not an enjoyable experience. I don't like feeling trapped, but I was very thankful that I had enough food and 
had some gasoline put up, which I actually needed to use because I was running back and forth with the Jeep checking on people. Um, it was about 250, 350 of us cut off in our own little kind of segment of the world. And people were checking on each other and taking care of each other and helping each other do stuff. And we did okay. But it just reminds me, and I think I talked I talked about this on Patreon. Good morning, Annie. Self-defense doesn't only self-defense isn't restricted to violence. Protect yourself. And because I think about that, I was prepared. As prepared as I could be. I'm still driving around with a chainsaw in the back of my vehicle. Because you never know. Coming back yesterday, because we had power outage, I noticed that uh, there were a couple power company trucks working on stuff. There were there was the evidence, there was evidence of uh, Chainsawed trees. A lot of these trees are have soggy roots right now, and doesn't take much wind to push them over. So I think we're going to see some more storms come through, and more power outages, and hopefully no more flooding. And uh, is less than ideal. But what do you do? You do what you can with what you have, where you're at. Persist. Keep moving. I know some of you fared imperfectly through this that you know some of you also are in Vermont and had some experiences and I'm just glad that you are safe. I'm not aware of anyone dying from this, which I'm thankful for. A lot of property damage. I am I am sad. I'm sad for everything that's happened. I was supposed to go over and pay the town offices on Monday for opening my martial arts school. And when I saw everything that was going on Monday morning, I was like, ah, I think I'm going to wait on this. One, because I didn't really want to go over there and deal with it at that point. Well, other things were happening. And number two, because uh, in the last major flood event, that space was destroyed. So, um, yeah. And actually, before I sent the email, the person I was going to go meet with said, hey, I think we should postpone checking in and you paying on this. I said, yeah. So I'm going to reach out today, see if we can't get back on track. Speaking of this week, I would love to hear about things that happen in your week. I would love to know what... What good things, what great things, what positive things happened with your week? If you had to tell me the highlight or two of your week, what would it be? I would love to know that. That would make me really happy. So feel free, please drop that in the chat. And same sort of thing for the weekend. What's going on? Uh, I was able on Tuesday afternoon, it, the sun came out, which was kind of a new experience around here. And so I went out and I did a bunch of work in the yard. And that's my plan for tomorrow. Let's, let's see if the weather is still predicting to be as such. 
tomorrow is supposed to be hey, we got more sun on the forecast than I was expecting. Tomorrow is supposed to be a beautiful day, and I'm looking forward to getting outside and doing more work in the yard and all that stuff that I have not done for really over a month. There are some things, there are some spots in the yard that just haven't even been mowed or trimmed. So time to get some of that done and weed some gardens and do all that stuff. Good morning, Frank. And you can let me know what's going on with your weekend. Would love to hear about that. We've had a couple of episodes of Martial Arts Radio come out. Uh, what was the one that we dropped yesterday? Family. Finding your martial arts family. You know, if you're not checking out martial arts radio, I think you're missing out. If you like hearing my voice, if you like hearing the way I approach a topic, you'll probably really enjoy the Thursday episodes. Andrew and I, usually it's Andrew and I, sometimes other people get involved, have some great conversation about these subjects. And then on Monday, we get to hear stories and life lessons from martial artists throughout the world. And uh, I'm lucky that I get to talk to them. And he says, last night went to dinner with friends and going to... Uh, good morning, Stacy. And going to take... Going to Kelly's mom's house to finish staining their decks. Nice. I'm assuming that's tomorrow when it's dry. Jenny says, I scheduled an appointment with a new doctor. I meet him in a few weeks. Hopefully we can connect and I can get back on track with my health care. My beloved doctor just retired for those I haven't told. Picking a new doctor has got to be tough. Oh, good. Coffee is finally not steaming hot. What else am I doing this weekend? I don't know. Probably sleeping. Catching up on sleep. Um, some friends that some of you know were going to come and help me hold a yard sale this weekend. So I said, you know, I just, I've got all this stuff. I've got too much stuff. Too much trivial stuff. And it takes up space and I want it gone. And uh, once the bridge washed out, I said, you know, people aren't going to come to this. We'll have to wait. This will be August or September for, for a thing. So, so that's not happening this weekend. Yeah. Frank sent over jokes. And other stuff to talk about, because he always does. In fact, Frank sent me, I only looked at the first one, just to double check it wasn't, that it was meant for me personally. Frank sent me uh, a private collection of jokes to cheer me up, because he knows it's been a difficult week. I'm very thankful for you, my friend. So let's turn our attention now to these jokes. Today is National Motorcycle Day. And the irony is, I haven't been on my motorcycle since I bought my Jeep. Maybe, maybe I'll be on the motorcycle this weekend at some point. That would be nice. Just kind of want to make sure it still works. The worst thing for a vehicle is just letting it sit. The jokes for National Fun Day Friday. Today's National Motorcycle Day. One day I was walking when I saw a man on a motorcycle. Suddenly a donkey came up, kicked the man off the motorcycle, got on the motorcycle, and then drove it away. And I thought to myself, that's badass. 
I got a motorcycle for my wife last week. Best trade ever. Beware of the new eBay scam. I ordered my wife some expensive jewelry and they sent me motorcycle parts. What's the difference between a vacuum cleaner and a lawyer on a motorcycle? The vacuum cleaner has the dirt bag on the inside. I just got a wooden motorcycle. It has wooden frame, wooden handlebars, wooden wheels, and a wooden seat. Guess what? It wouldn't start. When I was 16 years old, I told my mom I wanted to get a motorcycle. She said, you are not buying a motorcycle. My brother, your uncle, who you never met, died in a horrible motorcycle accident. You can have his bike. What do you call a group of Norwegian monarchs who ride motorcycles and enjoy both men and women? The Vikings. That's, wow. Is that a, is that a triple? That's, that is a... Linguistically, that is funny. The joke itself is okay, but by Vikings, kings, yeah, oh, this is... Brilliant. What motorcycles do ghosts prefer? A Bucati. I can't think of a time when I lost my toupee while riding a motorcycle. At least not right off the top of my head. My girlfriend, Ruth, fell off the back of my motorcycle. I rode on ruthlessly. Who did Fonzie call when his motorcycle broke down? Triple A. I can't do a Fozzie. I can't do a Fozzie accent. It's coming out like um, either more like Fonzie or a bit like Tony Danza. Anyway, what was the bicycle that wondered how it was like being a motorcycle called? Bike curious. What was the bicycle? I wondered. What was the bicycle that wondered how it was? All right, I'm changing this. What was the bicycle that wondered how it was? No, what it was like. What was the bicycle that wondered what it was like being called motorcycle called? Bike curious. The, the punchline's there. The, the grammar's off. I'm too tired to fix it. I'm going back to bed after this, by the way. This has been a brutal week. Um, Tuesday, I went to bed. I woke up and my, I have my smart ring thing, my aura ring thing. And it basically said to me, he's like, did you even sleep? What is happening? Why are you so stressed? Well, because my everything is well. Everything around me is washing away. Pretty much all I did Monday and Tuesday because it was all I could wrap my head around doing was every few hours I drove around, just checked, are things getting worse? Are things getting worse? And finally, what was it? Tuesday at about one o'clock, we saw the peak. We were within 12 inches of the dam letting go, which prob again, would not have affected me personally here would have been very bad. And then with the rain that came through yesterday, we were within three inches before the rain started. So this is, 
unless something happened overnight that I did not get a notification on, we are still so close to the verge of disaster. There were reports of a tornado yesterday around here. Dang weather. Do you guys like those jokes? I bet. Nope, that's not even the right screen. Jenny says, great jokes. Mel says, the dam is still holding strong. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's look at quotes. What do we got for quotes? Mm, here we go. What do we got for quotes? From Margaret Walker, friends and good manners will, will carry you where money won't go. Friends and good manners will carry you where money won't go. I would agree with that. We, we don't value manners as a society anymore. We have decided that the moment we perceive someone has wronged us, that we can do away with kindness and respect and formality, manners, ethics. It's that definition of integrity, doing the right thing even when no one's watching or even when no one expects you to. How do you solve these problems? Somebody has to go first. Somebody has to be willing to say, yeah, I'll, I'll be the one that starts the kindness. I perceive you having wronged me, but I'll still be nice. Here's the thing. It's usually not about you. It's usually about them. It's usually about what's going on in their life. The number of people that I talked to this week that I know I was not at my best. I, I didn't lash out at anybody. There's nobody I owe an apology to that I'm aware of. But I wasn't at my best. I was very open about it. I was like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm going to do the things I absolutely have to do. Everything else is getting pushed. Because I'm going to do terrible work. I'll get it done. I'll meet my deadlines. I always do. Everyone was very understanding. I was surprised at the number of people not from here that had no idea. And that's something that's always interesting to me, is this idea that, you know, here we're in this tiny little area and we're just not talked about. Then it says, good manners and ethics went the way of the dinosaur. Not for everyone but for a lot of people. I actually know some very ethical people who have gotten rid of kindness and respect. They're still, they still have a code, you know, they're still not stealing and murdering and um, they're still doing the things that they see as most important, but they're rude. There are people that I think very highly of that I just have just become jerks. I don't talk to them very often. In fact, I try not to talk to them. 
because I can't handle them. Jenny's got a good theory. I would agree with this. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's bad manners and poor ethics to make all that noise. Those of us with good manners and ethics are still here. We just don't need to draw attention to ourselves. It's true. You know, one of the things I've found myself saying lately to clients, uh, to a lot of people, is you, you've got to lead. You've got to demonstrate the behavior you want people to, to take. The way people, the way you want people to act. If you're wondering, if you're out there, and, and I do this once in a while with clients, I tell them, like, I'm going to deal from the bottom of the deck here. Uh, would you be okay watching your child act the way that you're acting right now? And they're like, uh, like, yeah, come on. We are where we are because so many people took the easy way. You can interpret that any way you want. There were many, many decisions where people said, uh, I know this isn't the right thing to do. Because my, my theory on ethics is that most people, the vast majority of people, know the right thing to do at any given time. It, you almost always know the right thing to do. But it's those times when the right thing is more difficult. You know, if, if you find $20 on the street, what's the first thing you do? You look around. Who may have dropped that? If you don't see anybody, fine. That's easy. What about when you find a wallet? You can track that person down. That's not that difficult. You can call the credit card company and say, hey, I found this person's wallet. Could you give them my phone number so I can get it back to them? Takes minutes. But people will justify not taking the right, not making the right call. Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to steal their credit card information. I'm just going to take their cash and I'll throw it out so nobody else can get it. You know that's not the right call. What's our next quote? There are a lot of different paths through the jungle, but the simplest thing you can do is make yourself useful. Be easy to work with. Be a hard worker and help people get the job done. And do it with as much passion and quality as you can. Harrison Ford. It's pretty straightforward. We all know we should do a good job. We all know we should work hard. We all know we should communicate. We don't. See, I think for a lot of us, life has so fried us that we just can't handle a lot of these things. But that's where training comes in. Training can be a chance to just set all that stuff down. I don't know about you. I've talked about this before. I have a routine as I'm putting on my belt before I step out. Saying, you know what? It's time. 
and I close my eyes and I count to 10. And I use that 10-ish seconds to put everything down in my life and to be the best version of me, the me that steps out on the floor, whether to teach or to train. I just want to show up as the, in the best way I can. All those problems will be there when I'm done. And no, it's not always easy. And sometimes I, there are things going on like this week, even if I could have, even let, let's say there was a, actually, if there was a martial arts school around here, I probably would have gone to train midweek. <laughs> um, you know, there are times when things are so serious that, you know, I'm not going to step into that environment because I know I won't be focused enough and, and I put other people at risk at that point. But if I can set everything down, if I can be me, just me, I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take that opportunity is a better word. And then do the hard work and be passionate and help other people. is the right thing to do. And our last quote today, oh, those are bike jokes. Let's close that window. Some age, others mature. Sean Connery. I have a common saying, people stop maturing in junior high. It's true. If I look at the way most people act in life, most people are involved in the same problem, same sort of problems that I first started seeing in seventh and eighth grade, 12, 13 years old. The way people interact with, with significant others, the way people do, you know, whether it's they argue about stuff, money stuff, it's just, it's all this, it happens, it happens all over the place. But some people learn from those mistakes. Some people grow. They do mature. Those are my people. Those are the ones that I look for. And they're not as common as they used to be. So. But I think martial arts does a pretty darn good job of helping people mature, or at least giving them the opportunity to mature. No, certainly not every longtime martial artist has matured. In fact, some of, for some of them, it becomes they become sheltered and they don't mature. But just because a system has some exceptions doesn't mean it's not a good system. And you could say that about what we do. Martial arts brings out a better version of ourselves. It is absolutely worth the investment. Some of you have probably seen that there's a bit of a, a rebrand on my personal social media, embracing my role as the martial arts ambassador. 
not a name that I came up with. But I like it. And so we're doing a bunch of stuff with me and this one person who's running this kind of pilot program. And if things go well, we'll make some adjustments over on the whistle kick side. And uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, you may want to, at Jeremy Lesniak. And also posting on Facebook and YouTube. So you might want to check those that content out. It's the same sort of insightful, hopefully insightful, uh, at least thoughtful stuff that you're used to for me. But we'll be doing more with it as time goes on. Remember, if you want to support Whistlekick, the best thing you can do is join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Whistlekick. I put stuff up there all the time. Or if you want to buy a sweatshirt or a pair of the new Breeze pants, which I'm not wearing right now, but uh, we've been selling those. I don't want to say like crazy, but for us, it's been a popular item. Those pants are super comfy and they're light enough that you can wear them year round. You can use the code first cup one five to save 15% on them. They are comfy. In fact, um, the most common response when somebody gets a pair, I get an email that says, I'm buying another pair right now. These are the most ridiculously comfy things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's kind of like somebody took martial arts pants and yoga pants and sweatpants and mixed them in a pot and said, let's make these the best version of, let's take the best qualities of all those. Yeah, that's what they are. You could wear them for training. You absolutely could. You could also wear them out and about. They have pockets. They're awesome, and you should get a pair. And you can find them at whistlekick.com. If you're not already, you can follow us. We're all over the place at Whistlekick at First Cup, and I hope that you do. And we remember, we do this show every Friday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. I almost said weekday. Nope, we're on a Friday-only cadence right now. Uh, Jenny says, OMG, those breeze pants. Yeah, they're insane. Dennis says, mine are ordered, thanks to you. Yeah. I, I Once in a while, we, we knock something out of the park. These pants, we knocked out of the park. The only reason we're not selling more of them is because people are like, oh, Jeremy, it's summer. Pants. No. You'll be in an event and someone will be wearing them and you'll say, oh, my, whatever you say. What are those pants? Oh, those are those are the breeze pants. Oh, my biggest regret in life is not ordering them sooner. Yeah, that's what you're going to say. All right. I hope you have a great day, a great weekend. I'll see you on Friday. If you are the praying sort, please pray that next week is in a simpler, easier week for me. Uh, being away and then coming home and then dealing with this is just like, I just don't, I just don't want to. Thanks for coming by. Take care, everybody. Peace.